Coming to you from the Morningstar Mission sponsored studio, this is Carl and Crew Mornings. Yippity yo, here we go. We're heading into a new year. You know, there's something about a new year, it's a fresh start. Remember, you don't have to wait. His mercy's new every morning, so you can have a fresh start right now. Boom. That's why we call you the Boom Crew. Every once in a while, I'll boom the team here. Good morning, Boom Crew. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carlin Crew Mornings. Oh my goodness, this is awesome content here. It's right from the Word of God. If you find yourself, and we're talking fruit flies of consumption, uh, you know, it's it's easy to go to some of the big, what are the big ones? Come on. Food. Food, big one. What uh, else? TV. TV, a big one. Yeah. What Facebook. else? Gaming. Gaming's a big one. Facebook, Facebook social and media. other social media. social media, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know what? All that stuff is designed. By the way, is it all inherently bad? No. But when there, there comes a level and this is what's awesome about the spirit of God, the spirit of God that lives in you. If you listen to the spirit, will tell you, you are now consuming for the wrong reason. What was a joy is now becoming an attempt to derive life. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. Big problem. Yeah. So what do we find? <clears throat> These are two central passages that you've got to have highlighted in your Bible. Jesus was led by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. This is Matthew 4, verse 1. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Well, yeah. Hmm. He was hungry. Yeah. Because he took on man. Yeah. Okay. He had our body, he had our gut flora, bad, bad flora. (laughs) Sorry, I was making flora noises this morning. (laughs) Okay. And he was hungry. And what did he do? Well, he was tempted. The tempter came, the same tempter we have, Satan himself, right? The tempter came and said to him, if you're the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Reasonable, right? Yeah. But he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. What a lesson, guys. Now, what what is being spoken of here? It's spoken of communion with the voice of God. In other words, the words of God are better for our soul than the instant gratification of consuming something that the tempter brings our way. And it wasn't about bread. No. So if you read this passage and think bread is evil, that would be the wrong interpretation. To eat bread is wrong. That must no. That that's clearly not what's implied here. It was what the bread represented. Yeah, the bread represents anything that's substituting for the presence and power of God. That's what it represents. Now this is beautiful because if you're struggling with something that you're consuming. And we all do because the tempter's baiting us constantly. And again, I'm going to say it again. He is cruel. He puts a carrot out there, dangles it on a string. The minute you bite the carrot, whammo, he hits you with a club. Says, look at you, loser. Well, that's, that's what we find over and over in Scripture. But if you go to Jeremiah 2, what do you see? My people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. When you're thirsty and hungry, you got to go to God. We've got to. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to quench our spiritual thirst with things that can't quench it. And we're trying to fill our spiritual tummies with things that can't fill it. 
So rather than just saying no, say yes. Now, coming up here, we're going to talk about what in the world that looks like, right? Oh, yeah. Because you can talk about that all day long. It's like, all right, well, that's kind of obtuse. Well, let's get really practical about what this looks like. And there's one primary discipline that we have to have in our life. That When we get this in our life, Katie, bar the door. It'll change some things. This is rich stuff, man, right from the word of God today. Isn't this hopeful? It, it really is because we all know what it's like to feel hungry and thirsty. What do we do to satisfy those urges? Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. It's Carl and Crew Mornings here. We're talking about what it is to be satisfied in Christ about being satisfied in Christ. And you might think somebody else put in another one of the big ones in our text message here. They go shopping. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a good one. That's another Very consumption. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, here's the thing. This this is, so I want to give you the, the, the first and most fundamental spiritual discipline. And then a second really kind of odd one, kind of alluded to it yesterday. Slow down is a great spiritual discipline. Slow down. Just slow down. I know what it is to frantically kind of try to hit the joy button on different things that can't satisfy. And Jesus said it. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What do we find? Jeremiah 2. God said, man, I got two two things with you guys. Number one, you've forsaken living water. This is the spring runoff that would have been pouring into what were then the second one. You've dug out, out of the stone, broken cisterns. Now, had they done that? Yeah, at a soul level, not a physical level. But what a great metaphor. Yeah, it really is. They dug out rock reservoirs that were cracked. They couldn't hold water. Why? Because they were relying on other things. Call it today, shopping, Facebook, uh, TV binging, that, that were trying to get to fill that void. Now, I want to be careful with this because I've had seasons in my life where I really believe God green-lighted me and my bride a season where we just needed to watch some super funny stuff. We'd gone through some heartache and some pain, and we started watching America's Funniest Home Videos. And let me tell you something. <laughs> that was healing to us. We needed that. Mm. We needed to see goofy things that were yeah, hilarious. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. But even America's Funniest Home Videos can become something that you consume. And after a while, you keep hitting the button, hitting the button, and it's coming up empty, right? Oh, yeah. And I think if you if you come from any kind of a legalistic sort of background, you get used to kind of putting things in categories good or bad. So you can easily say to yourself, well, there's absolutely nothing wrong with watching America's Funniest Home Videos. And the legalist in you will justify all kinds of things because it's not inherently sinful. At least that's kind of been my experience is that you can reduce it down to, well, there's nothing wrong with this. So I'm going to push away any sort of Holy Spirit conviction or prompting and just shut it down and go, no, come on. This is a G-rated movie on Disney. Yeah. I'm not doing anything wrong here. Yeah, yeah. In, and here's what's great. When you slow down and you begin to ask yourself, and by the way, you don't even need to ask yourself, the Holy Spirit convicts the world regarding sin, righteousness, and judgment. 
everything that we need to know to get us back into the swift water with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will convict us of. And if you just slow down and listen, you'll hear his voice. But after you listen and hear his voice, what do you do? Real simple, real basic. We sometimes overthink it. We'll give you the answer coming up. Get more from your morning show. Check us out on social media. Just search Carl and Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we're going to be talking this half hour about the bigger yes of consumption. Because whether it's shopping or Netflix or and Netflix gets hit hard. Why does Netflix get hit hard? Because there's Hulu and everything else out well, there. Yeah. Th- Go ahead, Jonathan. Oh, sure. Well, I, I think it was kind of the the trailblazer of its time. Right. And then you get the ability because it's got no commercials, you know, at least it, it does for right now, no commercials. And you can just go from one thing to the next so, so quickly that you can spend eight hours on Netflix and you, you not realize that really you did. Well, Am- Amazon Prime's the same thing. I mean, we, we were watching, I forget what this period series is, The Crown or something. And you get done with one. And, and the credits roll through, and then the thing loops, and it mm-hmm. goes, next one starting yep. in a minute and 30 so seconds. Cool. And, and it's, it's like, whoa. Not a, oh, and, and some of them, it's like maybe five seconds. Netflix gives you like five seconds. So you, no have, way. To, you yeah. have to stu- take an active step, or else you're right in the next one. And then you're hooked, <laughs> yeah. and you want to see what keeps happening, and then the next one. And then all of a sudden, time has passed, and you go, whoa, what did I just do? Yeah. Oh, somebody just said this. I'm so sorry. Somebody said, I love the show and listen as I drive to work, but it's really annoying when you're going to tell us something and you keep dragging it out with <laughs> commute after, uh, with, with commercial after commercial. We Aww. don't do commercials and break after break. I have to leave my car and go into work. Please stop. I'm so sorry. I apologize for that. We try to do a good job at that, but yeah. Boom Crew, thanks for letting us know. All right. So I will give a piece of it right now. Okay. Um, when we're talking about consuming the temptation and the threat is there to find, to go beyond the line of enjoyment of something into making it a substitute for God. Mm-hmm. Best way to put it, right? Yeah. And what, what do we find in Matthew chapter four? It's, it's an amazing statement. Jesus was hungry. The tempter said to him, come on, man, turn these stones into loaves of bread. But Jesus said these words, and he said them for us. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You match that up with Jeremiah 2. I have two great sins against you, Israel. You have forsaken streams of living water, and you've carved out cisterns that can't hold water, rock reservoirs. When we're talking about consuming, Slow down. Here's the point. I know you got to go to work, so I'm going to give it to you right now. I feel for that person. Slow down. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Andrew Murray's right on. Humility is the one virtue that gives birth to all other. You don't have to wait for humility to fall in your lap. You can choose it now. Did you know that? We can choose it right now. I can choose humility right now. We can choose it. And then begin to talk with God. Begin to read the words of God. And, and by the way, is it therapeutic? Oh, my goodness, guys. And, and I know there's going to be a war for some of you to say, well, where do I go? What do I do? This is what we try to do. We try to go with 
things like this is how you study the Bible. This is how you read the Bible. But suffice it to say, a quieted heart that's humbled before the Lord, that's drinking and eating at the feet of Jesus, you will not be disappointed. And I love that the, there's the promise that there's satisfaction that's found in him, that we, there's all, throughout scripture, you, you find these references to, we find our rest in him, we're yes. made whole in him, we take refuge in him. All these things that we go to don't satisfy, but we find everything we need in him. And it's a promise. Yeah, it's a promise and it's real. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, let me break it down this simply. We're talking about consuming as a big old fruit fly in our life or multiple fruit flies, and they are annoying and they can steal away our enjoyment of the fruit that God wants to bear in our life. Now, there is no condemnation here, hope galore, and it can come in a lot of different forms. Shopping, Netflix, gaming. Come on, help me, guys. Uh, Food, TV, TV, shopping, Uh, exercise. And the one of the big demons today is these crazy phones we have in our hand. Absolutely. Oh, my word. These things are just <laughs> bad news. And I've been burning it up. I've, I've, finally, oh, I've, I've finally got a box for fo- politics. I, I finally know what. Yeah, po- okay. yeah, I've got a box for <laughs> politics because I'm a, I'm a bit of a political animal, truth be told. And we don't talk politics here. And I'll tell you why. Because and I've, when you understand my box for politics, you'll understand why we don't do it here. Politics has now gotten to a place just above football for me. <laughs> just above in terms okay. of what? Gravity and importance. <laughs> oh, okay. But not too but high. not too far. <laughs> not yeah, too high. I get that. And, and, uh, and this is really healthy for me. I finally got politics where it belongs. Mm-hmm. Some people have politics. It's live and die. I mean, mm-hmm. it is yeah. everything. It's not for me. And you might say, Carl, then you aren't, you don't understand what's going on in our country. I understand fully well what's going on in our country. Yeah. This place is nuts. Sure. You gotta be, you gotta have your head in the dirt, baby, if you don't understand how screwed up we are. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's driving me most crazy right now is what transgenderism is doing to women's sports. It's like, come on. And by the way, I'm not, my, my heart aches. For people that are going through this transgender stuff, talk about filling a void. I mean, this is missing it like the broad side of a barn. However, politics for me has just gone a notch above football. And here's why. You get the best political people in there you want. They can't change the soul of a man. Very true. Ooh, they just right. can't. So life in Christ and taking our next step with him, that's like stratospherically above. I mean, this is like atmospheric stuff. Football, bears, bulls. Yeah. You know, Blackhawks for me is down there, right? Or just above ground level. <laughs> just Sorry, hockey fans. No, I mean, I, it's fine. I, I've <laughs> gone to a game or two. I've got a friend that Shane Doan's professional, was a professional player, but it's, it's, it's down here. In fact, what's funny is these guys that are in sports for a lot of years, like mm-hmm. my brother-in-law who played for the Cowboys as a quarterback with Tom Landry, he's got sports in great perspective. Oh, sure. Because yeah. after you've played it a long time, 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes fandom is way more worshiping of sports than the guys that do it. <laughs> that, that's very true. Oh, yeah. Because I think when you it, it's kind of the same thing with, you know, being recognized and known by people. When I was a kid, I thought, you know, having any type of celebrity was like the greatest thing that you could achieve. Being on radio and being recognized by people uh that in and of itself means nothing to me now that I've done it. Yeah. I'm like, wow, it's a good thing that I don't rely on that because that is so unsatisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Okay. So for me, I've got, and it, it was a big epiphany. I put that in a, in a place here in the last 48 hours. I finally realized, oh, right. This is just above sports mm-hmm. for me, politics, but I love it. And, and now I've found more freedom to like get into it. Cause it's like, yeah, this is great, but yeah. It's it's so small compared to the power of God. Now, I could let politics consume me. Easy, right? Yeah, yes. very easy. You mean you personally? Me personally. Okay. Anyone could. Anyone could. I want to confess for, your sins for you, Boom Crew, but all but of us you, could. For you, politics is definitely something that you could get oh, consumed yeah. by. Oh, there was a time when the 49ers was way too much food for my soul. Mm-hmm. When you're when your day rises and falls on how a sports team does, you you have a consumption problem. Yeah. You really do. I mean, that's not worth it, guys. It's no, just no, not yeah. worth it. No, you're right. So here's what I do, I did because I could stay up late looking at breaking polls. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Polls are coming out left and Tracking right. Tracking different like candidates and debates. Right oh, yeah. You can track this stuff. Who and won this debate? How did my team do? Right. And I think for me now, I've got it in kind of just above sports category, so it's kind of fun. But I gave my wife the privilege of, I asked her to plug in the code. So it's got a screen time code on an iPhone. I guess it does for a droid as well, right? Yes. Okay, oh, yeah. so mm-hmm. it's got a screen time code that you can plug in. Well, she has the code and my phone turns into a dumb phone every night at 8 p.m. Dumb phone. Yeah, that's good. Now, let me tell you why it's good. I've had times when I goes past eight, I'm checking things out, goes past 830, goes past nine. I got to go to bed. Okay. But now I cut it back because you might say, well, you go to bed at eight. No, but I'll go to bed at 8.15, 8.30, and you know what I do? I've got a Dallas Willard book on my nightstand. I've got oh. scriptures on my nightstand, and it has been really revolutionary for me to go, no, let's go to bed with the Word of God and the truth of God in my heart rather than the latest poll from <laughs> Florida or whatever. So we've got to be able to identify those things that are stealing or have the potential to become too much, too much. We're consuming it for the purpose of finding life in it. But by the way, put those things that you're tempted to consume, food, Netflix, gaming, put them all in their proper place. They can be fun, but they can't fill the God-shaped void. New to the show? Stick around for a while. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Special guest with us right now, her name is Ashrita Chuchu. She's a national speaker, writer, uh, blogger. She's the founder of One Thing Alone Ministries and also host of the Prayers of Rest podcast, which I will say is one of my favorites. Oh, that's great to hear. Ashrita, good to have you with us. Ashrita, got a question for you. you do you enjoy fruit flies? <laughs> 
are the bane of my kitchen life. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's, that's what we're talking about this week. There's a lot of fruit flies in our life that steal away the joy for us to enjoy the fruit that God is maybe even bearing, but we can't get close to it because these dead gum things are in the way. You know what I mean, sister? And mm-hmm. one of those deals with the fruit fly of feeling like we need to consume stuff because we've got this hole in our heart. Talk to us about the spiritual issue that's going on that the fruit flies of things whether whatever we consume to try to fill that void. What's going on, Asherita? Right. At the heart, it's an issue of idolatry, I think, which we don't really talk about very much in church today. You're right. Um, we tend to think of idols as, you know, these little wooden carvings or, or metal sculptures, but we don't have those in our lives today. Uh, but anything that we go to, anything that we run to, to fix what hurts, inside (laughs) to ameliorate the pain, to numb ourselves. Yes. When we have a hard day, uh, when we're at the end of ourselves, our call, God created us to find our rest, our peace, our joy in him. So any other thing that we run to serves that purpose of an idol. We give it the power to make us feel better. Mm. And we all experience like it doesn't work. It's not long lasting. We might have a temporary high or or relief, but it's still downhill. It it won't satisfy us. Yeah. And it betrays us in that. And Ali, we've talked about this a ton around here because Satan will bait us with that. I mean, let's face it. This is a temptation. It's a demonic lie. It's a deception to get us to fill that void with something other than God. Here's what's amazing. He baits us with the carrot and then he beats us with the stick, Asherita. And I think it's good to feel the weight of that because that can be a a healthy motivation to say, let's get rid of this demonic idol here. Sure. And I think what makes it more challenging, Carl, is that it's not demonstrably evil or bad, right? These can often be good gifts from God that we have elevated to the place of the giver. And so instead of allowing these good gifts, it can be relationships it can be food. It can be entertainment, right? These can be good gifts from God when we receive them with hearts full of thanks. And when we allow them to redirect us to God and say, God, thank you for this good gift. This is why we pray before we eat a meal. It's supposed to redirect our heart to him in worship. But when we skip that step and we just go to the gift and we expect that thing to fix what hurts inside of us, we've turned our backs to God. We've said, we don't need you. We're okay with this thing. Thank you very much. And that is where addictions start to fester. That's where the dark just gets darker. And we feel enslaved by these things that were supposed to be gifts. Now they've become our masters. Nasharita, for you, that thing that had the power that you gave the power to make you feel better was food. And you've written about it in your book called Full Food, Jesus and the Battle for Satisfaction. For those unfamiliar with your story, just give us a a, a little summary of, of what this looked like in your own life. Yeah, I mean, just really quickly, I was so surprised um, on my daughter's first birthday years ago when I could not stop eating her cake. And I wasn't even um, hungry. I wasn't mad. It was just I could not control myself. And that was the awakening moment for me to realize like food has somehow gained mastery over me. After trying in my own strength to use diets to fix it, to like fix myself, 
um, which can be an idol in itself, uh, I finally turned to scripture. I finally asked God, would you show me in your word, what do you have to say about food? And and it's been a journey. There's not the sense of arriving, but there have been so many victories over the years. There's been a, a gentle correction, um, which comes back to this theme of food, where food is a good gift given by a good father, meant to turn our hearts toward him in worship. And so every day I have the choice now, like, am I going to turn to food to comfort me, to numb me, to distract me, (laughs) or am I going to allow it to fill its rightful place, which is a place of nourishment and enjoyment, but always directing my heart to God as a father in worship. Uh, So that's what, that's been like the overview of my story and what I've invited women and men to experience that freedom and the fullness that comes when we turn to Jesus for satisfaction instead of uh, turning to food. Yeah. Asherita, coming up here, I want you to tackle this because it strikes me uh, as a pastor for many years, there seems to be two different kinds of idols in our idol factory called the heart. One is the demonstratively, it's demonstratively evil. It's something in the fill in the blank. Anyone listening knows, okay, yeah, those aren't, <laughs> that's not a blessing from God. But you're right. Some of our idols are blessings that we've turned into idols. The very things that God wants to bless us with, the necessary things like food that come about every day, you have to eat. How do we delineate between those two and do we tackle the solution differently? Let's get to that straight ahead. More with Asherita Choo Choo. Got to go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carl and Crew Showcast wherever you like to stream. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. We've got Asherita Choo with us right now. She's a speaker, writer, blogger. Uh, you can check out her podcast at prayersofrest.com. Asherita, we've got a couple different potential idols here. Some are demonstrably evil, and those are things like uh, pornography, um, theft, um, workplace pilfering I'm talking about, different things that we do that we know that's not right. Other things that become idols are things like a blessing from God that we turn into an idol. The very thing that we pray about, oh God, could you grant me this? And then we begin to worship that blessing. How do you delineate? First off, is that accurate in your estimation? Feel free to take me on. But how do, you, how do we delineate between the two and how do we tackle them? Are they handled separately? I think the answer comes in walking in the spirit. Yes. I think so often we love to have a five-step program, like just give us the checklist. Just tell me, like, <laughs> how do I identify this? <laughs> and, and what we see in Scripture in the New Testament is that God has given us himself, Boom. his own spirit that he places inside us. We're told to take off the old person and put on the new. We're told to walk in the spirit. Jesus says, like, I will send you the counselor and he will teach you. He will instruct you. He will guide you. So I think the question is, are we creating space in our lives where we can be quiet with God and invite him to speak into our hearts, invite him to, like the psalmist says in Psalm 139, search me, O God, like test my thoughts, see my anxious thoughts, see if there's any undesirable way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I think we've lost the value of daily confession because Jesus died for our sins once and for all. We think, well, I just confess my sins once and receive salvation and then go on my merry way. Well, no, we're we're called to daily repentance, to crucify the old self 
and put on the new, the resurrected with Jesus. So how do you delineate if a good gift, like I'm thinking children, <laughs> we, we pray for God to bless us with children if we're in a marriage and they can become idols. <laughs> right. We yeah. can place them in a position of primary importance where we find our satisfaction and our joy and our identity and our meaning and their mistakes crush us. We give them too much power over us. That's the definition of an idol. Are you in that position today? I don't know. But ask God's Spirit to search your heart, and He will gently guide you, faithfully guide you in a place of revealing sin, revealing idolatry, and then leading you to walk in the way of life. Now, Asherita, I know that this has become like a real focus and passion for you. You express it often in your Prayers of Rest podcast, really helping people slow down so that they can hear God's voice, because you're right. There is no five-step process that you can give me or that I can give a listener to deal with these things that creep up in our lives. Prayers of Rest, just tell us a little bit uh, about why that's become such an emphasis for you. Well, I grew up in a Christian family and, you know, read your Bible and pray every day if you want to grow. There was that Sunday school song. Oh, yeah. And so I knew the importance of doing those two things, spiritual disciplines, we call them because we want to do them every day. Uh, but after two or three decades of, of faithfully doing this, it still felt like, why am I restless? Why yep. am I so weary? Why do I feel like, God, you're speaking to other people. Like, can you talk to me too, please? <laughs> and I realized I, I was so busy doing the things of God, even reading my Bible and going through my prayer list, like doing the things and not creating that space to be quiet with him, to rest in him, to be still. Psalm 46 says, be still and know that I am God. And so this rest prayer acronym really came for my own need to be still with him, to invite him to say, God, is there anything you want to show me today? And this often comes after I'll, I'll be reading scripture, I'll be praying scripture. There's the whole uh, reciting God's goodness and expressing our needs. But creating space, even just this morning, as I was driving after dropping off my son at preschool this morning, good morning, King Jesus, is there anything you want to say to me today? Is mm -hmm. there anything you need to correct me or, or reveal to me? Anything that you want me to walk in today? Um, it doesn't have to be long or complicated, but we can build in these pauses, these moments of resting, becoming aware of God's presence within us. If we belong to him, he's placed his spirit within us. We just need to turn off the music, turn off the podcast. Uh, after you listen to this, turn off the radio. Yeah. And no, you're right. Moment. Yep. You're okay. right. Asherita, uh, Ali's going to give you a link here, Boom Crew, in just a moment to get connected up with Asherita. Asherita, you are spot on. We talk about this all the time in here. And we've been recently hitting this issue of confession. Confession, you're right. Um, it is not a one and done and the freshness of having alone time with God to hear his voice and to own whatever he's showing you, offer it back up, listen to his voice, then lead you on is there's no substitute. And I am a recovering spiritual disciplines nut. I was raised maybe in the same church, Ashley. <laughs> I'm kidding. We were, it's a, it's a very common thing that we hand it on to people, but there's so much more at the feet of Jesus. Way to go, Asherita. Good stuff today, sister. Good stuff. Mm. You want to get linked Thank up you with... Thank so much for having me on. Yeah, it's beautiful. Just beautiful. go to prayersofrest.com. You can check out this podcast and connect with Asherita. Prayersofrest.com. 
Boom Crew, celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Best way to celebrate is to keep the flywheel cooking. Man, with Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, you guys ever get into New Year's resolutions? Yeah. Uh, yeah. A little bit. Not, yeah. not extensively. Cause <laughs> <laughs> all right, come on. Well, because they kind of feel like they don't stick. Yeah. Feels I'll like be honest. Kind of better to. It feels like it's better to not set them than yeah. to have these big aspirations and then feel like you've failed. Yeah. Yep. You're throwing red meat to a junkyard dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that. That's really true. I've been yeah. a resolution nut case for a lot of years, and um, you know, it was. I've never shared this before. It was a huge epiphany for me to find myself utterly failing with some resolutions that I really believe we're going to honor God mm -hmm. in a big way. Yeah. I felt like I heard from his voice and I'm going to sure. go that way. And I remember just starting January one going, here we go yeah. and just going and going and going about fourth day. I started to falter a little bit mm -hmm. and I'm like, man, I got to go at least 30 days on this thing because this has got to kickstart something for the whole year. Yeah. By five, six, seven days in, on my face, failing, just feeling like, and and the conclusion that a lot of people draw is that, uh-oh, well, then God hadn't revealed something to me. No, it could be a deeper problem than yeah. that, and I'm glad we're talking about this, because I think, I've never even spoken about this before, this is so wild, um, but I think that a lot of times God does reveal something to us, and then we go out in our own strength to try to make it happen. Therein yeah. lies the problem. Not that the revelation was wrong, just how we're going after it. Right. I think you're right. Because I think there is this sense, whether it's a, yeah, I'm going to lose such and such pounds this year. Or I'm going to get, I'm going to eat better. Or I'm going to read through the Bible in a year. There's all these things that are great aspirations. And some of them we very may well have heard from the Lord on. But there's this kind of defeating sense of, I don't think I can do it. Yeah. Okay. It's day five and I'm, I'm already struggling. Yeah. And herein lies the problem guys. We've got, we have done this horrible bifurcation and Allie, you're the one that reminded me of the text in Titus 2, 11 and 12 that highlights this reality. The grace of God is for saving us and for training us. We've trusted God's grace for saving us, but we think when it comes to us applying, growing, training, boy, that's on us. Therein lies the problem. We've we've trusted God for salvation, for everything salvific. That's all God. We've known that because, I mean, when you're broken and at the end of yourself, you know no one can save me. Right. Yeah. It's got to be God. Right. But then we've gotten into this crazy Western, suck it up, buttercup, you can do it. Mm -hmm. It's all the... It's all the posters of the old days, like, you climb that mountain, yes, you can. Yeah. And the guy that's got his fist up on the summit. I'm not here to say that there isn't anything we do, but we've got to trust God. And so, Carl, obviously, this is, you said this is like red meat to a junkyard dog. This is a sweet spot for you. I mean, your book is called The Seven Resolutions, and you're going to be doing something here in the new year that's really exciting. Yeah, really. I'm fired up about it. And as a matter of fact, we're doing a couple of what I call T7R winter launches, T7R winter launches. And uh, what we're doing is on the 29th and on the 31st. That's a Thursday night and a Saturday morning. You can pick one to register for. I'm going to be get, casting some vision for what it looks like to take God's power 
to say no to self-help and get victory in things that have been kicking your booty maybe for decades. And I'm not kidding. And I, I really believe this. This is because I'm not promising. This is the word of God. God's grace has all the power you need to overcome stuff that's been sitting in the shadows for years. I fully believe it. And uh, we're excited about this. By the way, what this launch is going to lead to is an opportunity for coaching that is going to be quite a journey for the first time ever. I've done coaching for the last year, but I'm going to go through eight consecutive weeks of the book starting the back end of January. Yeah, oh. eight consecutive. I caught you off guard That's on great. that one. Hmm. I'm going to do eight consecutive weeks uh, coaching on Zoom and it's I'm fired up about this. We're thrilled. So you're invited in. If you want to be a part of the the webinar, it's totally free. It gets you the details so you can decide, is this for me right now? Is this for me and my spouse? Just text the word seven and we have the details for you. Seven to three, one, two, two, seven, four, nine, six, two, four. Spell out that word for me to make sure you get the auto reply. S-E-V-E-N seven to three, one, two, two, seven, four, nine, six, two, four. Yeah, hope to see you there. 29th and 31st. Boy, talk about ramping up for the Yeah. Talk about ramping up for the new year. Uh, Thursday night and Saturday morning details. Just text the word seven. Like Ali said, spell it out to uh, 312-274-9624. Going deeper in our relationship with Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. We've got Dr. Mark Job joining us right now, 10th president of the Moody Bible Institute, also host of Bold Steps, which you hear weekdays at one o'clock right here on Moody Radio. You know, Mark, we've talked about this kind of offline a couple of times, but we live in a culture today that it's like Christ followers can go this way or that. It's kind of the why in the road. We see a post-Christian culture. We see morality slippage in ways that are, it's astonishing. But it's like some are heading to the Midwest kind of bunker syndrome. Some are saying, no, let's get to the front lines. What do you say, Mark? Yeah, we have not seen this much acceleration in change and division probably in our lifetime. No, I think you're right. And Not and even I close, Mark, right? No, not even no, close. no. I mean, I, I people deconstructing their Christianity, people that are just really struggling with their faith and determining whether they're going to follow Jesus or not. I, I believe we're in a battle for the soul of our nation. Yeah. And I believe that more than ever before, we have to refocus on re-evangelizing our country, especially uh, Generation Alpha. That's the, some people are saying it's the first post-Christian generation in this nation. And then we also need to continue to accelerate our focus on the nations. You know, some people, when when we see the world going like it's going, uh, there's uh, a lot of chaos, war in Europe, inflation, recession, political tension mounting, a lot of fear. Some people want to run to the mountains of Montana, build a bunker, fill it with water, (laughs) get some cans of food, and just hunker down to the rapture. And I get that feeling that you may have, but that is opposite of what God has called us to do. Actually, this is a time to pull out the light, to be salt in this generation, to be more bold, audacious, gracious, gracious, loving, intentional about the gospel than ever before. Dr. Job, so as we move towards the uh, calendar year end, what is Moody Radio's role in all of what you just described? 
So, yeah, we're in the end of the year 2022, and December is an important year for Moody Radio because, like many ministries, this is a very, very important uh, month financially. A lot of people give year-end gifts, and this is one of our, our larger months, and we really depend on it to finish our calendar year well and enter into the next year well as well. So I want to challenge you, if you've been thinking about a year-end gift and God has been uh, putting on your heart to give somewhere, you know, I like to tell people, if you've been listening to 30 years to Moody Radio and you've been encouraged and it's blessed you and you've grown and you've never given a penny, we're glad you're listening. And I'm glad it's ministered to your heart and keep growing in Jesus. So I never want you to feel guilty for not giving. However, we operate, this is a big operation. Moody Radio is not a mom and pop shop. No, seriously. You're right about that. This is not just, you know, two people behind a mic. I mean, we have uh, staff all around the country. We have towers and offices and radio stations and engineers. We've been doing this for a hundred years. We're the largest nonstop broadcasting Christian radio station, from what I understand, in the nation. And we're expanding more and more internationally. Starting in January, we'll be broadcasting to all of Nigeria, to Singapore and Malawi. That has the capacity of 200 million listeners. So we are accelerating, but we need your help. We need your help. And this is an important time of the year to give. And so if you've been thinking about giving, we would ask you to give before the end of the calendar year. In other words, before December 31st, it's important that your gift would come in at that time. Boom Crew, we know that you are unique in that if there are retreaters and they're take the hillers, you're a take the hiller. That's what you are. That's what you are, Boom Crew. And we love you for it. Your generosity is off the chain. And yet, your end is coming. I know you're busy. But if you could take some time right now to go to the phone or go online, let me give you two portals that you can give. 800-600-9624. That's the phone number. 800-600-9624. But we can also have you go to the good old Carl and Crew website. Yep, carlandcrew.org. Go to carlandcrew.org if you want to make a year-end gift. Again, that number, 800-600-9624 or carlandcrew.org. Mark, thank you, my friend, for being with us. And this is right on because this, this isn't about keeping a station going. This is about keeping the gospel on the front lines of a culture that's in decline. And we carry the hope, the message for the hope of our nation and for our city, Mark. Absolutely. And let me just say this, what I love about the Boom Crew program in the morning, Carl and Crew, is that I hear the gospel intertwined over and over in this programming. And so I know that there are so many people that listen that would echo what I say. Thank you for continuing to weave the gospel into the gospel stories and the gospel message into this over and over. And, you know, some of the listeners know, hey, this team gets up early in the morning, and I'm sure there's days, Allie, where you don't feel like being an encouragement. (laughs) Um, But but you do it anyways, and you minister and you encourage people. So on behalf of a lot of people at the end of the year, you hear an applause coming out like this. So thank you again for what you do. And those of you that are listening to this morning program, this is a great time to support this program and this radio station. Good word. 
All right, Boom Crew, 800-600-9624. As the Spirit of God leads you, make a move. 800-600-9624 or online. At carlandcrew.org. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.